Welcome to the Consistent 5K Club. I'm Elise Colson, your host. I'm a K-12 educator turned VA turned business coach. I've helped over 50 plus moms and women just like you create sustainable businesses as service providers. I'm here to give you quick, tangible tips and tricks to take your online service provider business from those one to 2K months to reaching those consistent 5K months without burnout or having to create digital products or even an agency. Through this podcast, I will be sharing with you the habits needed to create consistent 5K months. These habits will allow you to run a sustainable and successful business that supports your dream life and finally experience the freedom you've been craving ever since starting your online business. If you're ready, hop in those headphones and let's get to it. Hey there, welcome back to the Consistent 5K Club. So as we are wrapping up the end of this year, this last month of episodes is really going to dive into some really fun topics that are somewhat reflective of the last year. And then also just like how I even got myself to the place where I am, which was a result of how, where I got to my, myself as a service provider. And like the reason why my heart and soul is so dedicated to helping other done for you service providers create consistency, create reliability, create sustainability and stability within your life and in your business, because we have other things going on. Your business is not the most important thing that's happening in your life. And I want you to know first and foremost, that that's totally fine. I quite honestly, even if I didn't have kids, even if I didn't have a husband, even if I didn't have all of these other things going on, I still don't know that I would want my business to essentially be my life. And I think there's this huge misunderstanding that in order to be a successful quote unquote entrepreneur, that you have to dedicate every waking moment to your business, that your business is your baby. And in order for it to be successful and to get off the ground, you have to pour all of your energy, all of your time, every single resource and piece of who you are into your business. And I just do not subscribe to that. And So that is like the real deep down basis. I don't want you to burn out as a mom, as a done for you service provider. I don't want you to feel like you don't have any other options to support your family in this capacity or that somehow this dream that we have all bought into is just not a reality for you. And so I want to share some things over these next couple of episodes about things that have been really helpful. I want to share some things with you about questions to ask yourself at the end of the year that are going to help you move yourself into the next year. Because I think one of the most pivotal things that allows us to continue to grow as business owners um, and moms and friends and just people in general is this ability to take a look at what has happened and not beat ourselves up for the things that didn't go right, but use those things as catalysts to move ourselves forward. Okay. So today's episode is all about five shifts, five things that got me to consistent 5k months as a done for you service provider. 
I want to be really, really clear that everything that I talk to you about on the podcast, in my content, and anything that I put out, I'm not talking about as a coach. There are a lot of things that I learned as a done-for-you service provider that I have brought into my coaching space, into the way that I coach my clients. And it's not specific to coaching. Like it's not successful because I'm in the coaching space and you're not in the coaching space, if that makes sense. I feel like a lot of times when we look at larger entrepreneurs, people who are serving a larger audience than just done for you service providers, you hear a lot of things that may pertain to other industries, but they don't necessarily pertain to this one. Or if they do pertain to this one, it's further on down the road and you're not ready for that yet. One of the most key things that sticks out to me that people talk about all the time when you're starting a business is like email lists and lead magnets. And it's not that you can't have those things as done for you service providers. And it's not that those things can't serve you eventually. I will tell you though, it's not for somebody who has a finite amount of time and energy. It's not the space that I would be spending my time and energy as a done for you service provider. It's not going to give you the biggest return on your time and energy investment. Um, And so it's not the most important thing right now. The things that we talk about here, we're talking about the stuff that is going to allow you as a done-for-you service provider to like just skyrocket your business and to do it the simplest way. Because I don't know about you, but I don't have time for complicated. I don't have time. I don't have energy, which... I ain't got time for that. And it is also the things that are, it's going to allow you to get there faster because you're focusing on the right things. And by the time you get there, you won't be totally burnt out where you're like, I don't even know if this is the thing that I want to do anymore. Raise your hand if you've ever felt like that inside your business. Like you decided to go all in and do one specific strategy. And by the time you got to a couple weeks in, you realize it wasn't sustainable. You realize like, am I even building a thing that I actually like? And so that was kind of where I was at when I was like 18 months into my business. I had been so, so, so focused. And we've talked about this before. I know we have. I was so focused on reaching 5k months because that's what I needed in order to quit my job. I was so focused on that, that I really wasn't paying attention to the way that I was building my business. I wasn't paying attention to all of the other moving pieces that really do matter when it comes down to like building something you love so that you can continue to do it. And, and for as much as it was like a gut punch to lose two thirds of my clients, And I'm sitting there in December of 2019 and thinking to myself, like, how the heck am I going to get up to my income goal after having just lost two thirds of my clients? How am I going to do that in six months? Like in 18 months, I haven't even gotten there. How am I going to do it in the next six months so I can actually quit my job on the timeline that I had given myself? And as a, as a small, like side note, caveat it's not that I couldn't have moved my deadline for myself. 
I had given myself until the end of the 2019-2020 school year to have this sustainable business that would be able to put my my nine to five job. And it's not that I couldn't have moved it. It's not that I couldn't have gone back to working at a school the following school year. No, hindsight's 2020, right? Like we now know that if I had gone back in 2020, who even knows what would have happened, but we're not going to speculate about that right now. Um, Knowing that I could move it, it, it wasn't that. It was more just this like emotional alignment of like, I'm done. I don't really want to be working here anymore. And I know that running my business is the thing that I'm being called to do. It's that like, it's that internal gut feeling of knowing that you're not doing the thing that you're supposed to be doing. And that was really hard for me. It was really hard to like unsee that. And so it was, it also motivated me to be able to kick my butt in the pants and be like, I need to figure out how to make this work. This isn't a matter of like, if I don't do it in the next six months, something terrible is going to happen. Like I would have come up with other plans, but I didn't want to. I needed this to work. And so I needed to reflect on what I hadn't been doing. What shifts did I need to make? Because if I tried to build my business the way that I'd been running my business for the last 18 months, there were lots of things that I wasn't going to love about it. Because if we're being honest, I didn't love all of my clients. I didn't love all of the work that I was doing. It was taking up a lot of time, like like weird, I can't even think of the word right now, but like extra time that I didn't need to be spending on it. And so what shifts did I need to make in my business in order to get myself to consistent 5K months? And these five shifts, these five things are what did it. They are the things that allowed me to shift my business And they weren't huge tweaks. They were small tweaks, but made a huge impact on what I was doing. And I want to share those with you because you may need to also make some of these shifts. And I want you to know the things that I needed to do in order to get myself into a place where my business was sustainable and I could quit my job. So the top five shifts that I had to make to get me to consistent 5k months. The very first one, someone we talk about all the time. Are you tired of hearing me talk about it? I had to own my niche. And we've talked about this before. It's way different than like saying you have a niche. Like we talked about, I, I, I had a niche quote unquote, like I could tell people what I was doing and who I was serving. But the truth was I wasn't actually serving people in that capacity. And the real, the real piece of owning your niche is understanding who you're working with and the transformation that you're helping to provide for those people with the work that you're doing. If you don't know those things, you don't truly understand your niche. You just don't. And then it's really hard to own your niche and, and be taking on ideal clients because you don't even know what realm they're supposed to be in. 
So that was the first thing that I needed to do. And what that ended up looking like was really looking at the work that I'd been doing and not just saying like, this is the work that I would like to do, but like, this is the work that I've been doing. I'm good at it. And I can see the impact that it's making for business owners. Therefore, it's a lot easier for me to move into the second shift, which was showing up as an expert. I think for so many service providers, when they think about wanting to niche down, they pick a totally different niche than the work that they've been doing. And it's not that that's wrong, but you have to go back and provide those services for some people before you can truly understand the transformation that it's providing. Market research is a key piece of that. That's going to help you use their words and like be able to fill in the gaps, but you also have to do the work. Don't skip that part. Don't go into something thinking that you want to do a sp- and work in a specific niche without ever having served people in that capacity. You need the experience behind it because that's the thing that allows you to show up as an expert. If you haven't been providing those services, it's really, really hard to show up as an expert. That's where some of that imposter syndrome might be coming from. You haven't done the thing. And so I had to take a look at what services I had been providing and the way that it was transforming people's businesses and like, what did I actually enjoy about doing it? And then I was able to show up as an expert. It wasn't the other way around. The third shift that I had to make, and this again, like you can't get to this step if you haven't done the work before. And so maybe moving into 2024, the thing that you're really doing is just trying to figure out that first step of like, what is my niche? How is this helping people? Can I even go find people who are looking for this work that I want to be doing? Because quite honestly, if you can't, then we need to pick a different niche. Like you're making it way harder. So The third shift that I ended up making, I moved away from doing custom proposals and I created packages. And if you have not listened to the episode on how to create no-brainer packages, it's not the same as like, I have this package for 10 hours a month. Like that's not what we're doing here. We're talking about something that is deeper, that is a little bit more further down the road than just like providing hourly services. Because here's the deal, my friend, if you want to be making consistent 5k months and only working part-time hours, you are going to have to be an expert in what you are doing. You're going to have to stop trading time for money. And you have to feel confident enough walking into a discovery call and looking at your ideal client and saying like, listen, I understand that you think this should be an hourly thing. I'm telling you that these are the packages I have. They are retainer services. It's not based on how many hours it takes me. And so I created packages which allowed me to better navigate what I was that I was I was doing, how many clients I was bringing on, the amount of work that I was being able to dedicate, how much time I was dedicating. Because for as much as I wasn't trading time for money anymore, nobody was paying me an hourly rate. I still had to be able to look at my own internal schedule and say like, hey, 
I can't take on this big, huge client if I don't have the amount of time available in order to serve them and to serve them well. This info is great and all, right? But I know you, you're ready to actually take action. If you're tired of worrying about whether or not you'll reach your income goal this month and want to make your business more simple, go check out what's going on over on the podcast promo page at www.thesustainablebusinesscollective.com slash podcast dash promo. You'll find all the best ways I can support you right now with taking your business to consistent 5k months without creating digital products or starting that agency. I cannot wait to support you. The fourth shift that I had to make actually feeds really well into that third shift that I made and the reason why packages were so important. I also needed to work on my client experience. If you don't know the full story of everything that happened back in December of 2019, go back and listen to one of the more beginning episodes because I share the whole, whole long story with you. Um, But one of my big issues was that I was really just like collecting clients. I wasn't treating my clients well, and I didn't have this full process that I could communicate with people. And one of the things that I know that an expert does when they do something is they have a process. Your process also allows you to simplify. And if you can simplify, then you can do the work faster, which means you can bring on more clients or not have to dedicate as much time to the client work that you're doing. If you are having to essentially start from scratch every single time you work with a brand new client because the work that you're doing for each of your clients is completely different, that is taking up a totally different amount of energy and time. And nobody's paying you for that energy and time. And so by perfecting my client experience, which included like coming up with a really great process and systematic way of serving my clients, I was then able to treat each of my clients as a VIP because I knew what step was coming next. Instead of having to feel like I was floundering to try and figure out how to best serve each of my clients. I was also able to communicate that with people before they even started working with me. And that instills trust and confidence in you as the done for you service provider doing the work for the client. People are not going to hire you if they don't feel confident that you can actually do the thing that you're saying you can do. But a really big piece of the client experience as well is then the fulfillment. So make sure that you're showing up confidently and you have your process in place. And when everything carries out, your clients feel satisfied that you have done the thing that you said you were going to do. We all absolutely want to go above and beyond, right? Like that feels good to, to essentially over deliver. But if I'm being really honest, more often than not, clients first and foremost, just want to have you do the thing that you said you were going to do. So before you decide that you're going to go above and beyond, think about that very specific piece. Are you even fulfilling the thing that you said you were going to fulfill? And client experience is a whole other thing. We don't have enough time to get into it today. But I knew that was going to be a huge key to attracting 
those higher paying clients and then keeping those higher paying clients, which creates that consistency for yourself. And then the fifth shift that I had to make, and this was so big, and this is, this is a hard one. I had to stop settling for non-ideal clients. And here's the deal, my friend. Uh, my, my very first coach, she is still my coach. I, I love and adore her, but in the very first, not that aunt, and in the course that I took from her at the very beginning, one of the very first things that she talks about are needs, wants, and haves. You have to cover your needs first. If you have to pay the bills, you find a way to pay the bills. And then you have to be able to make the shift into like, if I take on this non-ideal client because they're paying my bills, what are the things that I'm sacrificing? Do I have enough confidence in myself that I can go land an ideal client that will pay more than my bills and is actually the work that I want to be doing? I've had coaching students who've taken on things like DoorDash because they need to pay the bills or gone and gotten a part-time job because they need to pay the bills. And that's fine. That doesn't mean anything about you as a person. You are taking care of the people that you love and, and doing what you need to do. And I don't want you to be making so many compromises throughout your entire business that you eventually get to a point where you don't love what you've built because you've made so many compromises. And so luckily I was still working at my nine to five job and I had that consistent income that was supporting my family in the way that it needed to so that the business I was building that was going to sustain me for the long term. I didn't have to take on a bunch of non-ideal clients. And that was a shift I needed to make. It wasn't, it was no longer just about getting to consistent 5K months. It was about getting to consistent 5K months in the most simplistic and easy way and not making compromises about who I wanted to work with and how I wanted to work with them. And I want you to check in with yourself and ask yourself if you are doing the same thing. So I've given you these five shifts that I had to make and that got me to consistent 5K months in less than six months, which is awesome. And what's beautiful about my story is that it's not, this is not a unique thing. There's nothing extraordinary about the journey that I took. It can be your journey too. And the shifts that I made also can apply to you in your business. And if you need help with any of that, I would highly, highly recommend that you come join my three-day training series, Building Consistent 5K Months, that we are doing December 12th through the 14th. It is a phenomenal three-day training series. I don't call it a challenge because it's not really a challenge. We're building the foundation of what you need in order to get to consistent 5K months. I would feel completely out of integrity if I told you in three days, in five days, that you would get to consistent 5K months. That's just not, it's out of integrity. That's not true. You're not going to get to consistent 5K months in five days or three days. 
I can, however, help you build and make the shifts for you within your business to build the foundation for consistent 5K months. So that as you bring on clients, we are making the right decisions in the right direction. So that is what we are going to be talking about. We're going to dive in more to some of the things that I mentioned today on this episode. And I would absolutely love to have you there. Check out the link over in the show notes. And if you have any questions, you can find me over on Instagram. Hi, friend. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. It means the world to me. I would love for you to leave a five-star review over on Apple Podcasts and share this episode over on Instagram. Make sure you tag me at Elise underscore Colson underscore. By sharing and reviewing the podcast, you are helping to spread the word so we can help as many service providers as possible, avoid burnout, and actually get to living the life they've been dreaming of. See you in the next episode.